has it that Dracula feared garlic and holy water. Frankenstein? Well, he was a tad nervous around fire. And... Werewolves? Well, we all know that silver bullets could lead to their demise. So, what's the payroll professional's kryptonite? Could it be that often dreaded term, year end? <laughs> well, fear not, payroll practitioners, because today we're talking about year end best practices. Hmm. I think my greatest weaknesses are potato chips and craft beer. But we can save that for another time. This is ADP Canada's Insights at Work podcast. Let's dive in. This is the podcast that looks at what's happening in the HR and payroll world takes your questions and studies the research to help HR and payroll experts move forward. It's prepared by experts for experts. Today we're joined by two very special guests, Adele Marash, Program Manager with ADP Canada and the Vice President of Education for the Canadian Payroll Association, Stephen Van Alstein. It's such a pleasure to have you both assembled. For today's podcast. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Jeff. It's a, it's a real pleasure to be here. Well, what a year we've seen so far in the world of payroll for Canadian employers. Unprecedented subsidy programs, changes to payroll legislation, changes to practices and reporting. I couldn't think of two more better qualified individuals to share their thoughts and tips around payroll than the both of you. Adele, let's start with you. When Canadians think of payroll, they think of ADP Canada and the Canadian Payroll Association. Is there a connection between the two organizations? No, there isn't an official connection between the CPA and ADP Canada. We are separate entities that do various things in the world of payroll, but we do have a very strong relationship and collaborate on many things together. For example, many might not know that ADP Canada is Canada's largest single employer of certified payroll practitioners with more than 1,200 active members who are certified or who are in the midst of completing their CPA certification. To ensure we're delivering the best client experience and support possible, ADP has a requirement for frontline associates to enroll in the CPA certification program. Since the pandemic began, our payroll compliance team has been participating with the CPA on weekly meetings to stay on top of the federal and provincial government's 182 announcements to date. We also take part in cross-functional CPA and government task forces. We could say we're pretty good partners. Stephen, it sounds like Adele's a pretty big fan of the CPA, like me. And it also sounds like her team are constantly upgrading their payroll skills. She referenced the 182 government announcements since the pandemic hit us. I bet what seems like an environment of constant change on the policy front has presented your team with some challenges. As Vice President of Education at the CPA, how has your team handled those challenges? Yeah, thanks. It's a great question, Jeff. And I want to thank Adele for uh, her comments with respect to the relationship that ADP Canada and the Canadian Payroll Association have. We both play very important roles in the payroll space. 
ADP delivering services to their clients in executing payroll, our organization in terms of keeping in touch with government, uh, interacting with government, following those legislative changes. And this has been an unprecedented time with the pandemic. And so what, what has really been demonstrated through this is how essential payroll is. And there's so many important players in the marketplace with respect to the delivery of payroll, ADP Canada being, uh, you know, a, a really huge player and, and a big proponent of our uh, certification. We appreciate that. But on that note, it is so critical. And when you think about the magnitude of change that has taken place with respect to uh, government announcements and policy changes and reacting basically to uh, the pandemic, it, it's really critical uh, that organizations stay up to date, stay current, um, that we as an organization are pushing that information out to organizations like ADP so that they can keep on top of it. Also, ADP, as Adele said, has been important in providing feedback with some of the legislative changes that have been taking place, because obviously with the, the volume of clients that ADP has, it's important in how they execute those payrolls. So we've been uh, creating resources, uh, looking at the common questions that have been coming in, pushing information out to our members and to organizations like ADP so that people are informed, that they have the information they need to to execute on their payroll, because obviously keeping Canadians paid during any time is important, but certainly critically important during this time. Uh, so when you look at those announcements, whether they be things related to the Canada Emergency Response Benefit or the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy or layoff um, legislation, so extending that out, making changes to employment standards, uh, workers' compensation remittances. Uh, these announcements are all critical uh, to how organizations are operating through this challenging time. And, uh, you know, we've been, as I say, pushing that information out. So we've also been pushing it out to uh, non-members as well, because we feel we have a responsibility as the association representing payroll to keep that information flowing. Uh, so we've done a lot of Q&A documents uh, we've been pushing out a lot of late breaking news documents, which keep, again, organizations up to date on that myriad of, of legislative and policy change that's taking place. So I think that's really a big part of what we're uh, doing, Jeff. Uh, and one of the, the services that we provide is our payroll info line, where members can call uh, or email our uh, advisors and the questions that came into the info line, certainly right out of the gate, sort of mid-March, uh, tripled and quadrupled in number, just because organizations were really scrambling to find out information, to keep up to date. So again, that, that exchange of information is, is really critical, really important. Stephen, it's great to see you engaging both members and the general public. I'm sure both are reaching out right now to the CPA, and you're right. There is an unprecedented amount of change taking place. And with that change, I'm sure an unprecedented amount of confusion. What are some of those key legislative changes employers need to stay apprised of? Yeah, that's a great question, Jeff. And I think we can categorize it in different 
ways. So how the government is responding in terms of um, supporting employers with respect to the, um, as I mentioned, the Canada emergency wage subsidy, just as an example, or the temporary uh, wage subsidies that, that are in place. So there's those federal programs that, uh, that have been developed by the government to help support organizations so that they can keep uh, operating. Obviously, it's very important for, uh, for the Canadian economy for those organizations to get that support so that they can keep operating. Again, there were many employment standards changes, particularly around layoff, uh, layoff legislation. So allowing organizations that flexibility to have a longer period to temporarily lay employees off so that they don't have to be terminated because obviously, you know, when, when the economy starts turning around, when things start getting back to a level of normal, normalcy, it's important that there's continuity for those employees. Uh, I'd earlier mentioned workers' compensation. So uh, again, organizations were given uh, the opportunity to defer their uh, premiums for workers' compensation. Uh, governments have taken other steps like allowing requirements to pay that are issued by the government to be suspended temporarily. Again, giving organizations as well as employees the opportunity to have some relief uh, during this particularly challenging time. And I think when the pandemic initially happened, the big question mark was, well, how long is this going to, to take place? And we've seen government, I think part of those 182 announcements relate to announcements extending things even further. So again, the Canada, the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy, or CUSE as it's called, has been extended out further. Uh, the temporary layoff periods have been pushed out further. Uh, because again, there, there's no kind of clear timetable to what's going to be happening here. Uh, while Canada is doing very well, especially compared to our neighbors to the south, uh, we still have to be cautious. We still have to be careful. We still have to be pragmatic. And governments are responding and reacting to that. And uh, our government and legislative affairs area of, uh, of the Canadian Peril Association, they've been working, you know, overtime. Uh, to respond to some of these government announcements, to provide feedback, to go to organizations like yours, like ADP Canada, to get that information about how, how we implement this, how we can make it effective, how we can make it efficient uh, through all of this uh, challenging time. Those are certainly some big changes for employers to take into account. Stephen, you mentioned high call volumes for you and the CPA team. We too at ADP Canada saw record call volumes, not just from our clients, but those clients' employees who had questions. At the employee level, what legislative changes do you see as being the most pertinent? Yeah, Jeff, that's a great question. Uh, so the big ones are obviously around CERB, around the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, because again, the government reacted very quickly. They wanted to make sure that money remained in the hands of Canadians, in the hands of employees. Uh, and that also meant employees that were no longer employed with employers due to the circumstances. Uh, you know, I talked, it's, it's sad through the communication that we had with some of our different members. Uh, you know, I was talking to some who actually were closing their operations, like their uh, one was, um, a swimwear company 
that had locations in a lot of malls across the country. So they decided to pivot their business completely to online. So all of those retail staff were obviously impacted by this. So CERB, I think, is the, the one big program that, um, that we want to be clear about the effect on employees. So if employees were able to apply for CERB um, because they were not receiving income from their, their employer, uh, they had to be clear about the implications for that. So they were able to earn under $1,000. As long as they earned under $1,000, they could apply for CERB. But we want to be clear that uh, there is going to be audits that are going to be taking place. There is going to be work that the government is going to be doing to ensure that individuals who are receiving CERB are entitled to be receiving CERB. Because obviously, as we know, the government in, uh, in their uh, economic update talked about the, the huge impact to our deficit that these programs are obviously costing government. So we want to make sure that the people that are receiving some of these benefits are entitled to them. Uh, so I think that's the one big communication piece that we want to share with employers for them to share with their employees, that if the employees are working and they have had income continuity, that they're in fact not entitled to CURB uh, or CERB to the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. So it's important to make sure that individuals are understanding the programs, applying for the programs if they're entitled to the programs, but rest assured if there are employees that are applying for these programs that should not be, um, they still can get the, uh, the CERB payments, um, but they will have to pay those payments back. So again, you know, lots of impact here happening uh, with regard to these programs, how they operate, who's entitled and we uh you know we're working hard to make sure that we get that information out it's not just the programs that are impacting employers but we want to make sure that we're getting that information out to employees as well steven you're so right that it's important to understand these programs through and through with today's conversation centering around year and activity and the impact of COVID on canadian payroll do you have a feeling that canadians may be in for a somewhat unpleasant surprise come their year end when they're hit with an additional tax bill since the CERB is considered taxable income, but the government isn't taking any of that tax off right now? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Jeff, because uh, this obviously when, when CERB was paid or has been paid to employees, there are no income taxes that are being taken on it. So that is income to the individual. And those amounts are combined with any other income that the individual received through the year. So if they were working part, part of the year, um, in addition to receiving CERB, there are going to be impl tax implications for them. I agree, Stephen. The fewer surprises, the better, especially at year end. Adele, do you have any advice to give on staying up to date on those newly introduced policies for employers? Absolutely, Jeff. Sure. We continue to see new legislation introduced. And this year is certainly a higher volume than ever before. It's important for employers to stay on top of the changes throughout the year, keeping in mind what needs to be achieved for a successful year end. So you don't have all those surprises at the end of the year and all at once. So in addition to the CPA resources that Stephen mentioned, ADP clients also have access to The Bridge, which is an online community sponsored by ADP. 
On the bridge, we have year-end and legislative centers, which include great tools and resources to help our clients keep on track for a successful year-end. Good advice, Adele. Stephen, talking about year-end, which does happen to be the main topic of today's conversation, what makes this year's year-end different from any other year-end? Yeah, that we that's a, a great question, Jeff, and, and we're uh, we're anticipating this is going to be one of the most significant year ends uh, in the history of payroll, or, or certainly within the last uh, few decades. Uh, and and it, it's that way just because of some of those things that we've been talking about, those government programs that have been put in place, and what are the implications going to be from a reporting perspective. So when you look at um, Q's, just as an example, the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy, so if the government is supporting organizations and assisting them to continue having continuity of, of pay for employees, uh, those have to be reported in a, a unique way. So we're working with the Canada Revenue Agency right now with obviously organizations like yours, like ADP, to make sure again that that reporting is going to be efficient and effective. But the line is, it, you know, reconciliation is going to be necessary keeping earnings codes separate with the amounts that relate to payments that are specific to Qs to the, the wage subsidy are going to be need to re, need to be recorded separately. Um, workers' compensation deferrals is another one. So when you think of the fact that some workers' compensation boards base the premiums on estimations of income, well, this that's been kind of thrown out the window this year with everything that's been going on. So uh, again, uh, you know, workers' compensation has been cognizant of that. They've been supportive of that. But obviously, there's going to, again, be reconciliations that are going to be necessary. Uh, pandemic pay reporting is another thing. So different provinces have different pandemic pay programs that they've put in place, like the Ontario, for example, the um, in the healthcare sector, providing those extra amounts per hour for those healthcare workers, providing the $250 uh, pandemic pay amounts on a monthly basis. So how do those get recorded? Are they vacationable? Are they considered earnings? Those kinds of things. And then another big thing is the changes relative to conditions of employment. So I, for example, my wife, my daughter, we're all now working at home. And as a result of that, there's certain uh, benefits that employees who ordinarily work from home receive in terms of using their home space uh, for work purposes. So the um, the T2200, uh, you know, being able to look at what kinds of things am I going to be able to claim from a personal income tax perspective because I've been working from home. So again, we've been working very closely with the Canada Revenue Agency to try to come up with a process that's going to again be effective be efficient, not cause a lot of extra work for payroll practitioners or for organizations in terms of completing the T2200. So can a credit be provided instead of having to complete those onerous reporting forms? Those kinds of things. So these are all questions, again, that we're, we're constantly getting flowing into our uh, info line. Uh, you know, Adele had mentioned, you had mentioned the fact that your call centers are being inundated with these types of questions. So there's a couple of things that I can recommend uh, your clients uh, consider. Uh, we do do year-end programs that talk about all of these changes, the implications and how organizations can cope with those. So I really recommend that 
organizations consider those. ADP is a big proponent of those, uh, of those classes um, for themselves, for, for the client service representatives themselves. And they, they obviously need to keep up to date so that they can keep your payrolls for your clients uh, running effectively. Uh, InfoLine it's, uh, itself is available to our members, but because of all of the significant volume of change that we've had legislatively, we have opened that up to non-members. So if some of the clients of ADP uh, have questions around COVID legislation, whether it be CERB or Qs or workers, workers' compensation or pandemic pay, just some of the things that I've mentioned here now, we've opened that up to non-members and that is gonna be uh, information that we'll share through the podcast resource area that uh, you're welcome as non-members to contact the Canadian Payroll Association uh, and get those questions related to those, those COVID matters uh, answered by some of our advisors. We're happy to share that information. We feel we've got a responsibility just because of what's going on. I'll be sure to place a link on our podcast page where listeners can access those valuable resources. Adele mentioned that ADP Canada is reaching out right now to our clients about their mid-year balancing. It's great advice to take as an employer. How diligent must employers be to reconcile their payroll accounts or do summer balancing in order to prepare for so many of the changes we've seen introduced this year? Yeah, I think that regular balancing, uh, particularly a, a mid-year or what is called a summer balancing, is, is really going to be key to this year's year end. Uh, because of the magnitude of change, I think it's really critical for organizations to take a look at where they're at. The last thing that you want to do is wait until November to December to start trying to do some of that reconciling. Because I think, you know, if you can identify and do that summer balancing uh, mid-year or in the summertime, uh, we find organizations a lot of, in a lot of cases, identify issues and are able to correct those so that when they do get to year end, it's not as onerous a task to balance and close the year end off. Uh, as I mentioned, with some of these government programs that are happening, like queues, like the wage subsidy, uh, it's necessary to be keeping those amounts that are being paid to employees through queues separate. They have to be recorded separately, reported separately treated separately. So uh, I, again, it's really important to make sure that those are being done in the, the manner with which the government is looking for. So setting up separate earnings codes that identify those amounts separately. I think because we don't have clear direction on how that reporting is going to take place, but by keeping those amounts balanced and separate, it's going to make that task a lot easier when you get to your end and find out what requirements uh, are going to be in place to keep that that information reported uh, correctly and effectively. Stephen, thanks for the great insight into year-end activity and what's happening with so many of our clients and partners right now in the world of payroll. Adele, do you have any further tips or best-in-class practices to add before we wrap up today? Jeff, with all the changes that have been announced so far, and as Stephen mentioned, this is likely going to be one of the most challenging year-ends we have seen. I would highly recommend any HR or payroll professional or anyone who's responsible for processing payroll and who is not already a member to join the CPA. Membership with the CPA provides many benefit opportunities like certification, uh, professional development, compliance resources, including uh, ADP's frequently used uh, dedicated payroll info line. 
Well, it looks like we've run out of racetrack, and I couldn't think of a better way to end the podcast. With what we've heard from Adele and Steven today, I think that we're all a little better off to ensuring a smooth and drama-free year-end. Adele, Steven, thanks again for joining today's podcast. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Jeff. It was great. Yeah, thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks, Adele. We couldn't ask for a better endorsement. Uh, from an organization that's so key to paying so many uh, employees right across the country. And, and we so appreciate the relationship. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me on. Well, thanks again for coming on. And this is the part of the podcast where I thank everyone for listening in. I know it's tough to find time to carve out for thought leadership. And I appreciate you, the listener, for making the time for us. On our next episode, we'll be talking with another HR and payroll expert about today's most important HR and payroll issues. I'm Jeff Livingston, alongside ADP's very own Adele Marash and CPA Vice President of Education, Stephen Van Alstein. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, please be kind. We'll see you soon on our next episode of ADP Canada's Insights at Work.